Welcome back to DC Cinematic Minute. It's the daily podcast in which we analyze Dawn of Justice by each individual minute. My name is Mark. You can find me on all social media at Mark Meadows. And I'm Nathan. You can find me on all social media at No Clutch Nate. And I am Raul Vega, the creator of the Rose Drive podcast. It's a fiction murder mystery show. So if that's your thing, check us out. You know, those uh, those narrated uh, podcasts, That's I think that's the new pivot in the podcast game. I, I really think that's where, because the podcast uh, world has kind of been, uh, it's, you know, it's kind of like the gold rush a bit. And it's yeah. like, you know, there's a lot of podcasts out there now. Um, and I feel like those those storytelling podcasts, I feel like that might be the way to go with it because you're really not just voicing your opinion but you're like you gotta have structure in your podcast or like you know and i i definitely think like what you got going on at rose drive like that that's incredible like Thank and you. people should have, you, yeah yeah Absolutely. it's 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 a lot of fun guys it's uh you know i'm if you've been listening in the past couple of days i'm 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 a composer. I I work in post production. I work for Hans Zimmer, so I had a, I had a hand at this score. But I really enjoy audio engineering and producing and mixing. And I've always loved podcasts. But I found there's like man, there really aren't as many storytelling fiction kind of like Netflix for your ears shows out there. There's a handful. Mm-hmm. But this past year, man, these past couple of years, people have been just shooting them out. And there's some really really great content out there. And I just thought, man. What a really fun way to experience a story where you get to make up the visuals yourself, especially if mm-hmm. you know you're sitting in traffic or if you're on the subway or something. It's kind of a cool, it's kind, it's kind of a cool thing to do. So, if if you listeners, if you guys are into that stuff, and there's plenty of them out there too. I think that I think Marvel actually did their first audio drama with mm-hmm. the X Men one. Yeah, um, it's a and there's an X something. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's definitely a pretty. It's a it's a new but old market, right? I mean, this kind of goes back to the old time radio, Orson Welles. Like radio shows, yeah. Right, but uh, you know, it's definitely more of a modern uh, twist. At least I can speak only on on behalf of my show. But uh, it's it's a cool, fun little like adventure escapism if you want to get away from stuff, kind of get sucked into a world. At least that's what we what we try to do. So thank you guys mm-hmm. again for letting me letting me promote all my stuff on here <laughs> yeah absolutely. full circle superman started out's radio programs so if, you know, uh, it yeah works. and it kind of makes you like you know makes you wonder like dc man where's where's the where's the superhero podcast mm-hmm. where it's like maybe maybe you return to that format with superman maybe give superman a podcast make it can't be too and like and you know like yeah do that make it action Up comics in a way. action comics yeah. podcast or you know created by dc and it's like and then you'd have to cast a certain person to be the voice of superman like all right you guys you guys are missing it you're sleeping on this yeah (laughs) Yeah, that would really sell that would absolutely sell um or like a batman noir type podcast but anyways yeah (laughs) uh today we're talking about minute 158 uh speaking of all these characters because they're in this minute doing uh the best that they can which is Starting out with Superman, um, Lois Lane is urging Superman not to do a certain something that they put one and one together to realize what he's about to do. Nate didn't catch up on that. I don't know how. It's just, uh, I mean, like I knew uh, it was. <laughs> Move on. Okay. Uh, Lois Lane is urging him not to do something uh, that he or they that they don't want to do. That might be really disappointing. 
Um, but then the minute ends with the Trinity, Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman are all helping each other out um, to stab Doomsday with a giant Kryptonian spear. That's it's exactly how this minute ends. Um, you see kind of uh, the teamwork happen, and I don't know if it's intentional. I don't know if they were like, hey, he's got that spear. Let's help him out. But it, it definitely came together, and uh, just just a great great minute uh unfortunately we are doing this minute by minute format so kind of tomorrow's minute as well as kind of like the other half of this great moment um but the music is phenomenal in this and i you know every time i watch this movie um this minute along with tomorrow's minute the it i always argue that this could be written as like uh i don't know i always get like a a theatrical stage play like performance out of this um especially with this exact moment where doomsday is, is attacked by three superheroes at once um and the music behind it it's it's very i don't know shakespearean yeah i was gonna say it does still feel shakespearean yeah well what's what's interesting about this is it actually funny because the last time you guys had me on the show for man of steel if this this cue this theme that's in this scene right here is uh was at the very end of the uh, man of steel when zod and and clark are fighting and um it's the same theme it's just slowed down significantly so if you mm-hmm. guys recall in man of steel when they're fighting and they get blasted on the space and you see you see the the wayne um uh is it a satellite or something up there yeah, like yeah, the, the music that's playing yeah. during that entire Hugh, which is a cue is called uh, uh, If You Love These People. It's mm-hmm. the exact same theme, only in this version when he's fighting Doomsday. It's completely dramatized, slowed down, but it's that same music, the same really. So I just kind of was like, oh, that's a really interesting contrast to have this same big epic, you know, what we believe to be the final big moment, big fight action scene. And it's the same music, only its counterpart instead of it being intense with these fast drums and da, 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 it slows down mm-hmm. and really kind of pulls at your heart you know <laughs> yeah it really does and even with um from man of steel like uh cal and zod fighting it was really quick it was still like a fast right. kind of thing this is yeah he's still a kryptonian he's still got super speed and everything it still is kind of fast but it still does he feels slower than zod you know because mm-hmm. he is a giant monster so it, it definitely matches up with it i I like it. I like it yeah. a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like you can see all three superheroes struggling, you know, it's not just Superman having this kind of philosophical struggle with Zod about like, you know, like you need to cut this out. We need to like stop fighting. And like Zod is like, Oh, you know, this, there's only one way this ends. It's like, these superheroes are just dealing with a giant monster that that is just hell-bent on destroying things. And it's like, they're having trouble with that. It's like, even with the decision that they've made to kill this thing, like, they are struggling, all three of them. And so they have to work together on it. And Superman just trying to fly and pick up the spear is almost like a limp in, like, his his motion because he can't, he can't be near that thing. And he, he's struggling to fly with it. Wonder Woman is tasked with 
holding down Doomsday. I don't think it, that was right. She's not tasked with it. See, that's what I'm saying. Like, they didn't come up with this plan saying, well, hey, we're all going to do that. It's like tasked like she was ordered to do it, but she is doing it. Yeah, like she knows. I think like once they got the spear, they kind of all like realized like, okay, this is, we, we got we to gotta pin him down. Mm-hmm. You know, hold him down so <laughs> the big gun can stab him. Yeah, exactly. And uh, hold him down so he can hit you with a sack of bar soap. Batman, is that a I'm bad s- reference? <laughs> <laughs> can you not say that in today's day and age? <laughs> I, I was curious. Is she? I mean, she clearly. I mean, you actually just answered it for me because I was thinking after watching this a minute, is she restraining him because she knows that that Superman's going to come in? Or she's just like, I don't know what else I can do at this point. I'm just going to hold this big ass blob as long as I can. Um, Cause she, I mean, she's doing, she's doing a lot of the yeah. work here. And then you see Batman kind of shoot and he's like, well, I've done all I can do. <laughs> yeah. Like Batman's it's very, very opposite from each other. Like yeah. Diana is, I think doing it. Like I'm going to need to try to hold him for as long as I can. Um, You know, Superman, you better have that spear coming quick because uh, I can only hold him for so long. Batman's just perfectly timing that last uh, round. Like, he just, he knew he had it. He knew he had to wait for the exact moment. And I guess the exact moment is, okay, he's hogtied. All right, let me dose some kryptonite in his face. Yeah, well, I think um, he also looks like he's about to explode again. Like the solar flare thing. Oh, so in I his feel eyes, like, yeah. So, like, Regardless of Superman having the spear or not, that guy is about to nuke the area again. And so you can probably just see the two superheroes, Wonder Woman and Batman, being like, stop them (laughs) on their own side of things. Like, hey, this needs to not happen, you know? And so, regardless of the spear, maybe they're not planning it, but perfect timing because it's perfect timing all around. Yeah. It's just, it just, it just really is. And, um, I think if anyone knew that Superman had a spear, it was Batman because he's so far in the distance he can see that. Mm-hmm. Um, and because he knows everything. Yeah, because he knows everything, obviously. And so he's like, "Yeah, you know what? Let me hit this guy with this grenade." Yeah. <laughs> and so it just—it's perfect timing, and it's almost satisfying to see this Doomsday get depowered, or like yeah. turned off. Like you see this all this lightning and stuff, and then it's just erased with anything this kryptonite touches it's almost like pouring water on fire kind of thing and it's just pleasing to see that happen because you're like damn that grenade actually did a lot of yeah yeah, it really helped yeah it may have been just one grenade and that's all you had to offer in this fight but hey man that uh that really worked out for a lot of us Mm -hmm. um maybe not for superman but it definitely worked out for the rest of us and it's not raining now so it's not like the gas is getting diluted by any of it like how it did with with, uh with superman up on the rooftop um but yeah so it's just it is really pleasing to see because we already did see the depowering of a kryptonian in the beginning of the fight between Mm -hmm. the two of them so it's good to see like actual uh monster figure kind of lose all its power i never really paid attention to him charging up i kind of i didn't realize that he was gonna do another solar flare again yeah i never i never put two and two together and it she's holding his arms down so he doesn't like you know it really rah. started from like her attacking it when it was just her in in yesterday's minute and so after cutting off its hand and like you know 
beating up Doomsday just as much as beating up her. It's like, I think the magic weaponry is adding to his his energy thing, his his need to feed on that energy. Um, well, I don't know. So I he's still a Kryptonian, and magic and Kryptonians don't jazz. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe he just has a lot of. Maybe he's just. Maybe he just got a lot of anger in him. He's just really angry. <laughs> it's building up again. That's for true. <laughs> and so, or maybe maybe all the fire around him is just being absorbed by him as he walks through it. And so it's just just picking up all of that. Um, but you know, like, um, yeah, they just they depower him. Wonder Woman's got him in like this lasso thing. The like they've included like this echo kind of thing that I feel like makes it more epic with Wonder Woman holding this thing down and um there's just something beautiful about it. It's just these are kind of moving paintings almost and like it's a very epic moment, very very iconic, very comic booky, but in the sense of like graphic novel, like these are giant uh, I don't know. These shots are just, they're important. There's something about it in this, because this is a big moment. And so every little scene or every little shot in this, in this scene is like, it's got to mean something. And this is like those posters you saw when you were in school. And it's like, you know, the motivational teamwork. And it's, <laughs> yeah. uh, this is it. I believe it. I can, I'll, hey man. If that doesn't motivate you, if this seeing the scene Trinity take down Doomsday, yeah. You need to get out of math class. If this scene doesn't motivate you, I don't know what does. Because this, I don't know, this is uh, this is something I kind of wish uh, happened in another <laughs> film with these three superheroes. But like, you have this, this kind of, uh, for lack of a better description, like Avengers moment where it's like you see the superheroes all acting together to against this one giant monster and it, mm-hmm. like it works on so many levels and um yeah it just it's just amazing and like the rendering of this doomsday um looks great as he's as he's hit with this this kryptonian spear and like you see his teeth like the like saliva in his mouth like someone rendered this beast like a lot of people worked on this on this monster and it just it looks so well done um it just looks amazing. Um, you even see, like, as Superman is coming up, you can see, like, his muscles, like, moving just, like, with basic physics, you know, like, 55 seconds, and you see, like... This is cool. What is, Whatever frame you got going on here, it's like a... like a, It's, like, all CGI, but it's, like, a push-pull CGI. I'm digging it. As Superman's flying into him. Yeah, it's, like, 54 to 55 seconds yeah. in. That's fun. Yeah. You just... Like that track right there. He's like riding this the lens flare. Like right. oh yeah, for sure. That's good. That's like good uh, good tracking right there. But yeah, you can see the shoulder muscle of mm-hmm. Doomsday, and like someone had to render that and to have it animated and move because it is just a slab of muscle. And it's like, damn, people really put a lot of time into this CGI, man. And it's incredible when it when it when it's all said and done. But. Yeah, I think that's what's been kind of fun about watching these minute by minute because you really there is so much. I'm sure you guys have said this a thousand times, but just so much you just don't appreciate 
when you're watching it, the first go, second go, third go, but it's just, and it's when you're sitting there watching it as a movie and there's so many little things, little Easter eggs, little pockets and secrets that you would never know unless you actually took the time like you guys are doing to really kind of dissect it. Mm-hmm. And if there's such a deep appreciation, a bigger appreciation, I know I've learned from it just from like experiencing it through this way. It's like, wow, they're like, <laughs> especially, <laughs> especially working in this crazy industry and, and in post where you're like, yeah. man, that one millisecond probably took you guys weeks to really master. You've been working on it for like months or years, actually years, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, these, I mean, we, it's pretty common even for us on, on our end for, you know, just the audio to take a year to do. So there's a lot of heart that goes into these and it's, it's, it's wild. It's really, really cool. Things that hit you that you don't even realize until you slow it down and you're like, oh, wow, this is what you were doing to me. yeah i think uh i've always like argued that like it's the cgi that you don't notice that is actually like Mm -hmm. you know like people want to comment on cgi that they notice and if they notice it it's considered bad um and it's always like well you just you just recognized it and it's not because it's bad but it's because you noticed that it was cgi you know so if you see doomsday in this film and you go well, it's CGI, and it's like that to me. That's awful. But it's like, well, yeah, of course it's CGI because that thing doesn't exist. Yeah. So, <laughs> but then <laughs> we <yeah>. hope not. <laughs> yeah. But then no, there was I like did, I, I did see Cloverfield, man, and that was that was rough. That was, <laughs> was a rough movie. <laughs> um, but yeah, there's you know, there's uh, it's the things you don't notice. It, it could be something really small, and like you know, you don't you it fools you if it fools the human eye and like and to me that's the beauty of cgi and it's like these tiny things that we don't notice it's like yes doomsday is a cgi model but have you noticed that his his cheeks move when he's roaring or like his his saliva in his mouth he's like wiping goo off his face when he's born and it's like you know that's also CGI, and someone had to program that and animate it and have that goo like slide off his face, but then I'll slide off his hands after he's doing that, and then like his muscles are twitching if he's moving, and it's like that all gets animated and and underappreciated because at the end of the day it's CGI, and it's like apparently that that means it's bad. So that's always what bugs me about it, and it's like once you get past that, you just enjoy it. It's like you know it's just modern day filmmaking and mm-hmm. it's like hey it works for me and what we're doing here and i'm i'm for it i you know i'm all about it right. um and so yeah they they work together they stab this the de- uh this demon and uh it looks like it's all up from here now for the superheroes um but it just so stabbing him is looking like it bleeds over into tomorrow's minute a little bit, but stabbing him looks like it's like releasing some of that stored up energy. Do you think it, it hits him and then it like surges through his body, you know, like, yeah, you definitely see him go kind of completely green and it like, mm-hmm. and then he like explodes. He like pops with even more energy. So I don't know. I don't know if it's like leaving his body or creating more of it. It's probably leaving his body, right? I think it's like, yeah, I think he's like like popping a balloon or something. <laughs> Pop, popping a Kryptonian balloon. <laughs> uh, probably, yeah. 
Um, yeah, but the music here is just it's just phenomenal. Um, and even more so tomorrow, but it's it's just incredible. Um, we didn't really talk about Lois Lane and Superman before this all happens, but did you guys have anything uh, you know that you really want to talk about? It is the last time that they uh, will kind of talk to each other. So it is kind of like, oh man, yeah, sad. It's a very Titanic moment. Um, Damn, I can't. Yeah, try that, to, try it, to, it's it cuts deep, man. That's <laughs> real deep. Yeah. It's like, like this is my world, and then just that smile of like, you are my world. I'm like, oh, oh Lord. <laughs> It goes back to what uh, what Jonathan Kent was saying, right? Yeah, like to uh, Martha, where he was like, you know, yeah. like you, she was my world, and you know, like you make tough decisions in life, but you do it for that yeah. that that which is your world, you know. And it's and that if that doesn't if that isn't a good kind of Superman storytelling, um, I don't know, metaphor or, or moral of the story mm-hmm. kind of thing, like. You know, Superman is, if not the greatest superhero, like definitely up there, you know, like greatest superhero of all time. And the reason for that is is what, you know, you, Superman, you aspire to be like him. Yeah. He is the perfect, seemingly human being on on the planet. And uh, we, we want to, we want to learn from that. We want to be like that. And, um, if we don't have moments like this, then what good is the Superman movie? You know, like sure. We might want our smiling Superman and save the day and be a hero, but like teach us these lessons that we have to leave the movie theater with, you know, like, yeah, we saw a really good three hour movie, but I actually learned something and I could, I can relate to, and I could take that home with me. And, you know, if we don't leave the theater with, any emotional attachment to what they're going through right here, then what are we doing? Yeah. It was all a waste. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so like, I I like that, you know, like this movie is, is it's, it has its action, but even more so it, it has the meaning behind it. It has the, um, the thematics that were put in this movie are, you know, like it's a movie that doesn't want to be really escapism. It wants to be, um, hyper realism, for the point of teaching. I yeah. don't know. I've always felt like it, it like this is a movie I, I really learned a lot about man of steel taught me a lot about how we're kind of destroying our planet with yep. the whole Krypton thing. That really was an eye opener when we did that film and um, the power of choice, like you choose your kind of what you're going to do in life. And um, it's kind of in this moment, it's kind of brought back again where it's like in life you have to make hard choices, but why do we do them? You know, why don't we take the easy way out? Um, And, you know, it would be easier for Superman to not, you know, kind of put his life on the line here, but he chooses that. And because he wants to protect Lois Lane and the people of Earth. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, it's just those things are great. And, you know, if we don't have that in our superhero films, what is the point of the superhero film? I agree. Mm -hmm. Wise words, Mark. Wise words. (laughs) Thanks. I'll be here all week. I have to. <laughs> uh, um, but yeah, that's uh, that's all I have for 158. What about you? Guys, have anything else for this one? 
No, I'm, uh, I'm anxious to get to the next one, man. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I even got like a smiley face for on some of these notes. So, oh, that's weird. Do you? That's put, weird. You put emoticons on everything? Nope. Oh, okay. Uh, cool. <laughs> well, we're gonna go ahead and wrap up for today. If you enjoyed everything you heard, you can find us on all social media at DCU Minute, the DC Cinematic Listener Society on Facebook, and uh, you can also find us on Patreon, Vero, this, that, and the other catch us on there let us know what you think about these minutes or anything you're catching up on uh anything that we might have missed as far as notes uh let us know and we'll catch you guys tomorrow here on dc cinematic minute